Ah, let's play a game. That's usually what we say. So. Yeah, well, this <laughs> on one it. was there was some extraordinary circumstances. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't want to start a podcast on a down note, but I guess everybody in Discord, you know, knows. And if you follow me on Facebook, you know that uh, my dad passed away last month. Um, he was seventy-five, so he wasn't exactly young, but he'd been having a lot of health problems and such. So, you know, he. Uh, he he got COVID, and then uh, actually got better. And they sent him home. And then, like within a couple of days, he sat bolt upright in bed and had some form of seizure and uh, died. Yeah, yeah it's pretty rough. Uh, you know, he and I weren't especially close. Uh, you know, because I had moved away relatively young. Um, but he was still a really great guy. It hit me a lot harder than I thought it might, especially since um, afterwards, uh, my stepmother, who he'd been married to for, oh gosh, 30 years, uh, sent me some packages of just some things of his photographs and some of his ashes, which I now have in my game room. <laughs> so he's always kind of looking down on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And some of those, you know, just random things and all that, all these cards and things that I guess I had sent him as a kid, he had saved for, you know, 30 odd years. That really hit me in the feels. <sighs> you know, you don't expect, you know, you don't, he, he was the type of guy, he's very much like I am. I procrastinate on calling people, even though I care about them very much. Um, if they're not right in front of me, I, I tend not to 
you know, call or whatever. And he and I were very bad about calling each other, but we'd talk, you know, once a year or so. And there is an episode, I believe it's the Hidden Gems 2 episode of this podcast. And this podcast being Is It Worth It? A podcast where we talk about video games and stuff, and just life, whatever we want to. Yeah. I'm Blaine Jay, and with me is James Milholland. Hey, everybody. But, uh, yeah, but uh, he, what was I getting at? Um, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, it, it just long story short, it hit me in the feels. <laughs> she said a lot of very uh, strange things. Um, uh, like, I guess he collected California raisins to some extent. So she sent me like his California raisins collection. And then I've got all his uh, um, uh, military stuff. You know, he had a bunch of medals and things like that and you know i learned after the fact that my dad's like a damn hero and stuff and you know you, mm-hmm. and i knew he was in the military but you know he served uh, right around vietnam and, and uh just uh, hearing all these stories from family and stuff uh one that stuck with me was uh, apparently one time they were um in a blizzard on an island somewhere off the coast of uh, washington and they were snowed in for several days and his friend and him apparently got incredibly drunk mm. and stole a rowboat so that they could go to the mainland to get milk for the babies that were on the island. Wow. Crazy. That is. I don't know. Were they successful? <laughs> like, uh, you'd think I'd have heard that story, but I never had. And a lot of other ones that weren't nearly as impressive, but yeah, he was a... He's a really cool guy, but yeah, you can check out the Hidden Gems episode of this podcast. There is a um, uh, phone conversation that I had recorded with Dad that uh, we talk a little bit at the very end of the episode about uh, him picking up the the Nintendo for me back in like 1986 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the ordeal he went through getting it and mm-hmm. just life and this and that, you know. I tried to get him to come out of the shell and tell me, you know, what's your favorite, you know, uh, musician and what's your favorite movie and stuff like that. But he was tired. I never got to asking him, but I, I have subsequently or had since then rather um, asked like his sisters and, and stuff about it and learned that he was very into like the big band era, um, Sinatra, you know, Tony Bennett and stuff like that. So, That's you know, right. uh, the, yeah, the night after learning about his death, you know, because I'm into all that and I've got all that stuff on vinyl. Uh, I just spent my night downstairs smoking hookah and listening to Tony Bennett and such and and just kind of, you know, remembering and looking through stuff. So, yeah, but, you, you know, um, I said it on Facebook and I'll just say it here too, you know, if you're older, like uh, we're all getting to be, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you're very likely to be in your... Um, you know, your thirties or forties, uh, and your parents are probably getting up there. Um, maybe, you know, you, you probably think about it from time to time, but maybe call them just a little more often than you're doing and, and uh, maybe spend more time with them because, you know, I, I kept having the thought that boy, I sure do need to go up there and see dad. And, uh, we just, you know, never got around to it. You know, last time I'd seen him was when my grandmother died and that was, uh, shortly before Caroline was born. So it had been some time and, you know, everyone's getting old. So, yeah, just, it kind of 
puts things into perspective. But yeah, now that we're uh, done with being down, uh, how are you doing, man? Doing uh, pretty good. We got six more weeks left of school. Um, not to turn this back into a Zelda podcast, but me, <laughs> me and the boys have been playing the crap out of Zelda. We played uh, all through Zelda Link to the Past. Then we played oh, all man. through uh, the original Zelda for the NES. And now we're back to Link's Awakening. And surprisingly enough, the one that my oldest, David, likes the best, and the one he can play the best, is the original for the NES. I, like, tell him, like, you know, I'll let him mess around, like, in the dungeon or whatever, and then he usually dies in the dungeon. But I'm like, okay, go to the ferry, get us the uh, hearts, and then, like, a couple minutes later, he'll be screaming, all right, Dad, ready! And I'm like, what? You did it? You already there? And yeah, he's like already gone back to the ferry and like one of the, I don't know, the Lost Woods and got our hearts back. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, bring us back to that dungeon. Let's try again. And so, uh, but very cool. So that's cool. And it's, you know, it's, but what I've always wanted is like, you know, to go through these old games again, live vicariously through them. And, you know, once we're starting the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy four and six, then it's like, oh, wow, here it is. This is it. This is, I finally made it. This is beautiful, but uh, yeah, that's that's what we've been doing, playing a lot of that, and you know, working toward the end of the school year. I threw my back out a few weeks ago, lifting some stuff for T-ball, and I thought I was having a like big moment, like, oh my god, I'm getting old, this is horrible, I'm going to have this the rest of my life, and I like I overreacted. I even called a doctor friend of mine, he's like, chill out, like, just relax, go to sleep, and... Sure enough, the next day I woke up and I was like, not great, but I was like, wow, I'm a lot better. And then I got better throughout the week and now I'm totally fine. I was like, God, I've done so, just such, I don't know, nearing that middle age and I'm just in panic mode that like, I'm going to do something that's going to be detrimental to my health you know, for the rest of my life. So, yeah, my, I don't know, I mentioned it on this podcast months ago now that I'd pulled my shoulder, you know, working mm-hmm. out. And it's still not right. I'm just now getting to where I can work out my shoulder again. Yeah. And I can raise my arm about, you know, shoulder level slowly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I may have torn a rotator cuff. Um, ibuprofen and rest, man. You need to, you need that back. You're too young. You're still young. We're still young. I'm 42. Yeah, um, Tom Brady today, is 45 I... playing in the NFL. Yeah, True. <laughs> But he's in much better shape than me. I uh, I mowed the lawn today, and it really kicked my ass. I hadn't done that in forever because I've been paying a guy. But he uh, moved back to Mexico. Um, So I lost my guy. But um, luckily, my next-door neighbor, he mows lawns for a living. Hmm. And I offered him uh, some money, and he's going to mow it from now on. But I had to get out there and do it today because it was so overgrown. I'm pulling on... I've got these planters back there, and I've got these um, big uh, railroad ties that we used to use to fence in an area for the kids to play in. You know, we had all these, mm-hmm. you know, outdoor toys and stuff. <clears throat> well, all those are gone because you know my kid's eight and doesn't want to play on you know playground equipment that's for preschoolers. Um, but the ties are still there. So I got the thought that I would try and drag them off to the corner of my, I have a huge backyard Mm -hmm. and I got one about five feet out and realized this was not happening. 
Um, those things have got to weigh three, four hundred pounds. Oh, they're oh, okay, yeah. completely waterlogged. Oh, okay. I broke my shoulder trying to get it out of the ground. Well, not broke, broke the shoulder, broke my shovel oh. trying to get using it as a lever mm-hmm. and it, it snapped in half. I was like, okay. And then I used the crowbar to get one free. Uh-huh. And after that, I was like, yeah, this isn't happening. No. So, um, you know, my back kind of hurts. I, I knew if I kept trying, my back would be dead. So mm-hmm. I just, I didn't. Smart man. But, um, That's where the wisdom comes in with our age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did break apart. Like I said, we had these old planters that my wife had bought, you know, seven, eight years ago. And they're starting to like rot and get ants in them and stuff. And mm-hmm. really wasn't saving them. So I went out there with a baseball bat. Um, and broke them, smashed them all apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of therapeutic. And then I uh, threw away as much of that as I could and then uh, drug off the larger pieces. But yeah, I had a real fun day. Uh, you know, this being my day off, I had a real fun day, uh, you know, yeah. not working quotations. Yeah. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, not much going on, man. Not really playing any video games. Um, up to and including, really didn't replay any of uh, the game that we're supposed to be discussing, uh, The Frog for Whom the Bell Tolls. Just hadn't really been feeling yeah. like playing much. Um, I did play some uh, SpongeBob SquarePants randomly. Uh, it's like the game of the month this month for PS Plus. Oh, I still got to download those. Thanks for reminding me. And yeah, it's, uh, it's that and something else half decent. But the SpongeBob game was actually pretty good. I downloaded it for my kid, and then like he played it for about 10 minutes and got bored. But I was like, this kind of looks interesting and decent. And I ended up playing for a couple, three hours. Yeah. Uh, then it, it really spikes in difficulty. But it plays a lot like uh, Mario 64, except it's all SpongeBob characters, you know. Okay. And, yeah, and you unlock additional characters as you go. So far, I've only unlocked Patrick, but apparently you can also unlock Sandy. Um, and they all have different abilities and such. So mm. we haven't really watched cool. that show. My kiddos haven't found it. Maybe it's. I think it's a little older, maybe for them, anyways. But uh, mm-hmm. I remember watching that a little. It was. It was obviously you know way too young for. I was way too old for it. So, but I like dabbled. You says know, you. says me. Well, I know. I, I watched it when I was in my twenties. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very akin to like Ren and Stimpy in the early days. Yeah. I didn't hate it. No. I mean, I go to like friends' houses and their younger siblings be watching it, and I'd watch it. And I'm like, I, I, I mean, I didn't go like search for it, but if it was on, I guess maybe I'd watch uh, something. I did yeah. see one where like the guest musical, the musical guest was Pantera, and I was like, right. "What the fuck is this?" And I watched the whole episode. Yeah. That was actually they have some weird things that go on that show, you know. Yeah. Um, where they'll have, you know, David Hasselhoff or uh, clips from Nosferatu and stuff. I mean, a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. happens in SpongeBob. It's it's really nifty and it's uh, you know well written and well voice acted. Mm-hmm. A lot of adult humor that's kind of you know veiled. Um, yeah, I ended up watching a lot of it because when I first got with Courtney, her um, youngest daughter at the time was really big into it. She was three back then. She's like fourteen or fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, now. But, uh, yeah, we ended up buying a bunch of the DVDs, so I've seen a lot of Spongebob. There you go. Yeah, um, game's pretty good. I don't think I'm going to be playing it anymore. I'll probably delete it. And today, in fact, I was playing it a little bit just to kill time, waiting on you to call. And as I was playing it, I'm like, yeah, I think I might be done with this. Like, you know, it's starting to get kind of repetitive. And there's this one puzzle in it that's one of those, uh, what do you call those, a rude a Rube Goldstein puzzle? Yeah. 
I think this. I, I can't like remember. Things you have to like push around, and they have to like act and move and fall. Yeah, like this. it's like mousetrap. Yeah, you mousetrap. Know? There you go. But um, you have to do this one in real time as this giant ball is falling. Okay. To uh, to get a golden spatula, which are like the stars of SpongeBob universe, I guess. Of course. And you know, to put it in Mario terms, and uh, it took me a good two and a half hours to do the puzzle. Um, but I was I was real tenacious with it because I knew exactly what to do. It was just incredibly hard to do it. You know, you'd keep messing up and stuff because some of the mechanics in the game, you get a, a bubble bowling ability that you have to use it for this puzzle where SpongeBob will bowl a bubble to hit things far away. Mm-hmm. And he does like this little twinkle toes thing. Like imagine um, uh, the Flintstones when Fred would throw a bowling ball and he goes and he walk forward real fast and then bowl. SpongeBob does that. And so you'll line up your shot, hit the button, and he'll move on his own accord, which will cause your shot to miss a line because it's a 3D game. So it, it can be very difficult to hit things on target, especially when you're under the duress of this ball falling and you're you know effectively under a time restraint. Mm-hmm. So it took quite a while, and then you know when you do it, all oh, you get the damn golden spatula, and I already had you know like thirty or forty of the damn things. But it was, you know, it did unlock a trophy, so I guess I cared about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I got it. And apparently, like, only, like, 3% of people that played the game ever got that one. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, but so that was something, I guess. I, I don't care about trophies, so, you know, but yeah, whatever. It was fun to, to do it, and like I said, once I knew how to do it, I, I felt like I had to. I don't know why. It was just a, a compulsion, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, did you uh, happen to check the Facebook page recently while well, I'm thinking about it now? No, but I can right now if you'd like. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just uh, I've been getting messages through there through uh, a guy, and, uh, you know, surely he doesn't mind me saying his name because it's a relatively common name. His name is uh, Kyle Parker, uh-huh. and he just was, uh, you know, letting us know that uh, he was really into the show. And stuff. It, it, it's always good to hear from people that like haven't told me that a hundred times already. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, no one is, yeah, no one has messaged us through Facebook in so long. At first, I thought it was maybe like uh, spam, you know, yeah. of some kind. But no, he's a legit dude, like ex-military guy. Seems really cool. Mm-hmm. Asked me uh, if I uh, was looking for anything in particular because he's got a video game store locally mm-hmm. that. Um, <clears throat> Apparently has like everything, and I told him, you know, I'm my list is entirely too large to uh, yeah. really like list anything. I, but I said if if he found um, certain Sega Saturn titles very cheap, mm-hmm. uh, which basically uh, was a very nice way of me saying no, I'm fine because you were never going to find uh, Albert Odyssey or um, Magic Knight Ray Earth, which I've been looking for for, you know, 20 years. You're not going to find those cheap. I found one that was water damaged on eBay six, eight months ago that I considered selling some Magic cards to try and pick up because it was only $600. They're like 1500 plus now to, you know, to get a copy of Magic Knight Ray Earth. Um, and it's probably not worth it. It's probably not nearly as good an RPG as what I've made it out to be in my head, much like when I finally got Panzer Dragon Saga. 
it's a good game. It's a very good game, but it's definitely not worth like $2,000 or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, really cool guy. Um, so shout out to that guy and join the discord, man. Um, we're in there every day. Uh, just, you know, you can go to the RPG shows, uh, Facebook and they have a link there. I think there's somewhere in our Facebook, there's a link that I buried, but yeah, we're all in there talking every day you know about all manner of things we've got all kinds of different boards that we talk about hidden gems and mm-hmm. and uh, whether or not final fantasy 8 is good spoilers it is not one of the worst games ever made <laughs> um, no not really one it's one of the worst final fantasies i would say it's the third worst final fantasy of the canonical games and probably like the seventh worst out of anything with final fantasy as a title third, what, what do you have worse, worse than eight you have two and three two and three canonically are, are worse than eight i think okay, and, yeah. and some and maybe 15 i haven't played it yet um 13 is real close they're effectively to me they're both equally as shit i don't like any of the 13s i would if they were done differently but they're just See, I haven't gotten into like 11, 12, 13, 14 yet. I, I played 15, but I don't know. Yeah, 11, I don't know if you could even play anymore because that was the first online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I haven't gone anywhere near that. 14 is also online, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, 12, I, have I got it too. That was the one that the, uh, the guide pissed me off because it told me to sell certain types of items. So I sold them all and then you know, 50 pages later, it's like, we hope you didn't sell this key item or whatever, or else you won't be able to get the ultimate weapon. I was like, oh you piece God. of shit. <laughs> so I, I never went back to it, but it, it, it is a good game. You know, I give it a lot of shit because of that specific reason. I wanted to throw it, you know, right through the damn wall. Uh, but I will go back to that at some point. I actually have like, I think four copies of that damn game, which is, it's just one of those things where, you know, I'd buy a collection and they'd have a copy. So I have mm-hmm. another one. So, yeah, and I, I, I've really been thinking here lately, you know, just while we're on that subject, too, is, man, my game room is so packed at this point. I've got way too much shit. Uh, and I, I've said it before, but at this point, it's like I've got just, I'm starting to look like a hoarder. I've got stuff on top of stuff, and it's it's getting kind of ridiculous. I don't have any wall space anymore. And what's funny about that is 90%, in fact, I would say, looking around 100% of all my wall ornaments. Okay, a couple of my bought. But are all things that either you sent me or Mintian sent me or my wife bought me or, you know, etc. So hmm. um, none of that's from me. I've got I've got the picture hanging above my door that you sent from when you went to that magic convention or whatever it was where you got a Liliana signed, that Contra shadow box you bought me and the the big bootied vampires from uh, Resident oh, Evil Eight. Yeah, I still think about that. all that stuff. I mean, yeah. Anytime you send me something, I hang it up. <laughs> I used to have all the postcards everyone had sent me over the years. You know, you and Mint and so on and so forth. Brent, I have a couple. I think. Um, I used to have those all hanging up too, but the wall became uh, just too crusty looking with all these random postcards. So I put them in a drawer. But yeah, I got to do something, man. I, I've been thinking. Maybe I'll downsize on this, like, this Atari stuff, because I could care less about it. I just, I, I'm never going to play it, so that would, ColecoVision is another one. I've got multiple ColecoVision, and ugh, it's just stuff I, I'll never play, 
what am I doing with it? You know, it looks good. If I had, if I had more room to display it, it would look good, but I don't know, man. More than likely, I'll just uh, put them in a box and put them in the garage or something, but, mm-hmm. you know. Get a storage unit. Solid. Build a shed. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shed, but it's yeah. just full of crap. Yeah, well, good. Keep all the crap out there so you have the good stuff in your house. Yeah. Well, let's talk about from from whom the frog tolls, or I, I believe it's uh, the bell for whom the frog tolls. The bell for whom the frog tolls. The the Zelda Link's Awakening engine. Un, I, I would call it like an unpolished engine. Like it is definitely that game, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel as like. It's not as polished. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo definitely put their like their Nintendo polish on it. Yeah, this one it's a rough draft, but just push it. It's okay. Yeah, it's still quite good. Um, it's it's a it's good. It's I played for about four hours, and then oh yeah, that's I, about what I put in. And then I got, and then I was like, okay, well, how much is left? And I found like this YouTube uh video of this guy that played through it and i was about halfway through the game and i was mm-hmm. like i am not gonna play another f-. and then i watched the guy play for about like i put it on you know speed it up to two times as fast and i watched for about an hour and i was looking at it and i was like that would have taken me just hours to figure out what this guy was doing and like you know fluidly so I, was, yeah. so I watched a lot of it. I haven't finished the full, full, full thing yet. So I, I will one day, but I, it's okay if it gets spoiled. But it's, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's not terrible. It's not. It's not Link's Awakening. No. Well, that's the thing, though. Is this is a Game Boy game? Yeah, um, Game Boy game. I'll give it that. And let's be realistic. I know a lot of you guys listening love the Game Boy. I love the Game Boy. James is madly in love with the Game Boy. Madly. Um, but when you really break it down, the Game Boy has less than 20 playable games for today. Uh, like, yes, yes. The Game Boy was meant to be played like in a car ride to your grandparents' house for like 15, yeah, 20 like, minutes. It was like, here's something. Way better than, say, a Tiger Electronic. Fun. but infinitely. But it uh, it's still crap. Like 99% <laughs> of the games that are on the Game Boy... Or absolute shit. They're in that yeah. either black and white or gray or gray and black rather, or green and black if you have an original brick. Yeah. And graphically they look terrible. <laughs> the sound is actually pretty good, which yeah, is yeah. kind of amazing. Give it that. Um but usually the graphics on, on any game title that you could think of looks like shit. You know, um yeah. plays like shit. It's usually stiff. You usually can't see enough of the screen to do anything. Um, there are exceptions, of course, but they're really few and far between. And people are going to argue like, oh, there's all kinds of good shit on the Game Boy. No, there was good stuff for when you were a kid. It's much like the Nintendo. I love the Nintendo. There are only 30 to 50 playable Nintendo games. Like if I were to show a kid that had played a PlayStation 5, almost any Nintendo game, they would not be entertained very long. There's a few they would, you know, Mario Brothers 3 and... The Legend of Zelda, you know, uh, Final Fantasy, maybe even, you know, and Maniac Mansion. And I mean, there's a ton we can name, right? But overall, you know, um, I've got a library of about 520 of the original NES games. And of those, really, I only need like 50. Um, And the rest are all, well, the Game Boy was like the Nintendo, except it was much worse. (laughs) It was, yeah. Yeah, it's. 
I have to go. I, mean, mm. I should go through all the games. I mean, it's tough because there's you get the Game Boy Color and you get all that, but like just original, yeah. pure in Game Boy games. I, look at I, I, I tried to get you know like into it for a while there, uh-huh. um, and would look up gameplay videos of what was considered to be great. You know, like yeah. what are the best Game Boy games, right? Yeah. And you watch these videos and you're like, well, that looks okay, I guess, you know. But for the most part. Um, graphically, even sound-wise, despite the sound being very good, yeah. um, the the way they play, you know, they, it's just clunky. It's you know, it was meant like platformers and stuff. Like I said, it was like it wasn't meant to you, for you to sit and play for hours. It became that, and they kind of evolved right. it into that. And it was definitely now, yeah. like the the 3ds is like a, a system. But yeah, yeah, the Switch or whatever. Be. Yeah, yeah, the Switch. Yeah, now right. their their console is a handheld. Yeah, and having played those things, you know, I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm nostalgic as hell for all this stuff. But whereas, like, if I bought a Game Boy game I'm nostalgic for, I'd sit there and look at the cartridge and read the manual. I probably wouldn't play it for more than five, six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the frog from the bell tolls, right? <laughs> it's this game, but it's it, meant to be like something you have to play all the way through. It is. It, it's very much an adventure game in the same vein as uh, Link's Awakening. But it's Although, a fetch quest. It is. You have. It to, really is fetch quest. The game. You have to you go in a certain order, certain mm-hmm. ways, do certain things, or you can't progress. And it's right. That's what gets irritating. My my biggest complaint about the game, and it, it's kind of neat, but it's it's kind of like a highlight if you've ever played one of the highlights. Um, yeah. The battles, when you get in the battle, instead of actually fighting something like Zelda, where you would swing your sword, you just kind of, you just run into the enemy, and depending on what weapon you have equipped and how much life you have, you'll win or you won't. Yeah. And there's like this very comical ball of dust, think like Andy Cap from the comics, whenever he got kicked out of the bar, um, where it's just all fists and, you know, star shit. And then you would win the battle or not. And yeah, it really is just a series of, hey, go over here to do this, go over here to do that. At one point, um, you know, you're a prince and you turn into a frog, I think. It's been over a month since I played. You might have to fill me in on some of this stuff. But it is like a a heart system game, a game where you have um, a healing, you know, potion type thing that you can carry around. I think there's other various, you know, weapons and armor and stuff that you can equip and items that you can use on the overhead and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's like, I don't know. It kind of helps you progress through the game, sure. But like, it's like you said, like, as long as you have that item, you can go through this part of the game. Then you get stuck or something kicks your butt or you just mm-hmm. get stopped. So you have to go back to the town and they tell you about a different thing you have to get. And then you go get that. And then you're able to continue through to that next part of the game. And that's 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 the game. I mean, what's the, what's the, the original story is you and some other guy are kind of like feuding. And then a princess is kidnapped, correct? And then... It's all about going to find her, and you're competing with this other guy to go to get her. And I want to say you're brothers, right? Yeah, you're something like that. I I guess friends. Yeah, sure. And eventually, (laughs) whenever you touch, you get cursed. And whenever you touch water, you turn into a frog. 
and mm-hmm. you know that plays into your game. You know, your basically your your puzzle solving, where it's like, okay, well, I need to be a frog for this part, and then oh, now I need to turn back to a human, so I need what is it, the egg turns you back to a human or the mm-hmm. the candy, and then eventually you can turn into a snake, and snakes can go in certain areas. So now you got to think, okay, what do I need here? Do I need to turn into a frog? Or do I need to be a snake, or do I need to be a human? Yeah, it's it's kind of like an early Metroidvania in that respect. I yeah. mean, very early. Um, and but it's it's clunky. Um, like the jump on it, the, I I got stuck for an hour early on because I couldn't figure out how to jump up to that higher surface, and you literally just have to like press up while jumping, so you'll jump higher. You saved me on that one. Yeah. Um, because I tried over and over, I'm like, well, I'm missing something. So I go back to the town, I talk to everyone again, you know, and I finally just watched the YouTube video and he just jumps up there. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do wrong? So, you know, I, I, I just tried jumping with different, holding different buttons and you can look up and jump higher. I mean, it I, I probably tells you in the manual, uh, yeah. we didn't get the manual with these reproduction cards, mm-hmm. um, you know, because this game. Uh, despite, you know, being very popular, I guess, in Japan, I believe it's based on like a, uh, some kind of legend that is in Japan, oh. um, you know, of the frog prince, you know, or something like that. Uh, probably also where frog would come from if I had to guess, mm, but, uh, interesting. but yeah, it, um, it, it never came out here. Uh, so we had to play like this. Uh, repro translation, which the guy that made these did an incredible job. It, it looked really good. Fantastic. Um, plays real well. Looks like a real Game Boy card. Came in like a nice clamshell case. In a box. Uh, I got the box, right? Yeah, yeah. The box. Yeah, I got a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks looks great on uh, on the shelf and everything else. I actually went back to that same guy and ordered a copy of Terranigma, Ooh. which you know is something that I've been looking to play for years and years and yeah i could have emulated it a long time ago but there's something about putting the game into your super nintendo and actually playing it right Absolutely. so pick it up 40 bucks thing came in like a really nice solid case with all the artwork and everything and just it looks really good on the shelf and i already tested it in my uh, super game boy shout out to steve who sent me the um what is it called the super boy the little hyper player I, you know, I won't play an RPG on it because he already warned me that that's what he bought it for was to play RPGs on and that it will randomly erase your game. Oh, so, mm-hmm. but yeah. so I, I use it to test carts, okay. um, you know, and it looks cool on a shelf. Okay. <laughs> but still, shout out Steve for sending me that. That was mighty cool of him, you know, giving me all the stuff he didn't want that uh, helped to clutter my room. But uh, hey, man, he's he's a cool guy. Guitarist, he's, he's uh, sent some stuff in the discord a couple of times he's a pretty accomplished musician just all around cool guy um but yeah uh tested out on that it, it does work um so yeah you know his stuff is just quality he he has like 100 percent rating on i think he's on e-crater which was the only place i could find this game and i, and I found it because i'd been listening to older podcasts of ours and in one of them i had talked about it and i go oh yeah you know I, meant to get that for james because he's like the biggest Link's awakening fan i've ever met in my life and this is the same engine so and the podcast i listened to had said you know that they were very similar and it's like you can tell the aesthetic is similar you know mm-hmm. and the way it plays the screen to screen movement mm-hmm. and stuff like that a lot um, more 2d <clears throat> uh than link's awakening that's the a big mm-hmm. difference 
a lot more jumping, a lot more platforming. That's that's probably the biggest part where you need the skill is the platforming and jumping, you know, right. moving objects. But overall, it's just not as fleshed out. doesn't have that polish. I mean, it, it's like, it, it feels like a clone of uh, Link's Awakening. But I want to say this actually came out first, if mm. I remember right. Oh, but um, I did not know that. I think it did. Um, but yeah, it's Nintendo made game, but they just, this is like their first attempt or something. And then, you know, knocked it right out of the damn park with uh, Link's Awakening, which I, to this day, I think is easily the best original Game Boy game. I don't, I don't think it could be argued. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of decent to good ones, but Link's Awakening is one that you can actually like play you know just on your big screen you know uh put it in your super game boy or what have you uh and and play it and you know it's a satisfying experience and you'll have fun all the way through whereas a lot of the other game boy games if you were to give them that same treatment and i have uh they're more of a novelty they're like, oh, i remember playing this when i was a kid or whatever you know and then it wears off within a few minutes you know i tried to go back to the castlevanias and everyone loves, you know, uh, the second Castlevania and Castle, you know, Adventure or whatever it's called. And then, yeah. um, I don't know, Belmont's Revenge. Not so much the first one, but, um, and they all seemed clunky and kind of crap to me. I was like, I remember these being so much better and the Mega Man and all that stuff. They're, they're good, but they're not as good as the NES counterparts. And the NES counterparts are only good when you look at them with those you know rose colored of the era type of glasses i mean again i i'm pissing people off here i realize that um you have to understand that the games from when we were a kid just aren't as good as games now i mean they're just not they don't look as good they're not as polished uh, are there games that were really really great from back then absolutely do they hold a candle to like your average good indie game now? Not really, um, on the most part. Yeah, you know, there are exceptions, of course. Uh, even like my Mario games. Snack. Do you like the Mario games in the game? Oh yeah, you know they're they're fantastically made. They're great. You know, I I maintain that you know uh, Mario World for the Super Nintendo is the probably the best platformer ever made or ever will be made. Um, a slight upgrade in graphics with nothing else changed. Mario in that Land game. 2, the six golden coins. I thought that one was really, really well. I done. remember playing it, and I remember liking it at the time, but I guarantee if I go to play it right now, I'd be disappointed. You know, um, play it, put it in right now. I'll hold. I do think I have it, but um, the first one was really you know, good too. The first Mario, I remember that was one of the first games I, I got, and I really you know, the first Mario Land game is good, That's and the there's one, right? like Sword of Hope is basically like a uh, a shadow gate that has random encounters, and then you've got you know you've got games on there. Gargoyles Quest is yeah, a relatively good game, you know. There are games that you can cite as being good, quotations, but are they really good or are they good for the Game Boy? It's like when you say, hey, this is a great Atari game, and you're like, well, what game are you there talking no about? Great Atari games. Not nah, really. I mean, Hero is pretty good. Like, if you look up uh, video footage for Hero, that is the one Atari game where I'm like, this game is actually decent, you know? What's it called? Hero. Hero on Atari. Yeah, okay. it it's actually pretty good. I can play some pit, uh, like Pitfall for a little bit, Yard's Revenge. You know, there are games that are like Kaboom is actually a good game. You know, but like 
only for so long. They're very simplistic. They, you know, they up in difficulty, you know, they progress, but okay. they're just very simple games like you would have found on a Nokia phone in the early 2000s. I mean, sorry, you know, again, I'm <laughs> shitting on people. I'm, I'm the old fuck here. I'm the guy that should be like, oh, man, I love all this stuff. And I do. I have all of it. And it's nostalgic to look at and remember my fond memories of, but when I actually play them, uh, it's disappointing. It's like going back and watching old movies from when you were a kid and you can see through all the CGI and stuff because it looks so bad now, you know. Um, it's very similar to that, you know. And, uh, of course, there's always outliers. So don't, you know, at me at that either. Hey, man, Beetlejuice is still great. Of course it fucking is. It's Michael Keaton. But, um, you part know, we watch... Out. They're making a part two of that. Yeah, I don't know. can't wait. Can't fucking wait. I hope. I hope. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go, but uh, the the original I, I cast mean, is returning. Whoever's whoever's still around, or at least Winona Ryder. They're, they're all still alive. Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin, uh, Winona Ryder. Of course, they're all old as shit. Uh, Who's the father so, though? Is he still alive, or he passed? Away? Yeah, Alec Baldwin. No, the other guy. The father. The um. The oh Ryder's yes, father. he he is alive. Uh-huh. But you know what happened to that guy, right? He was. He was in some shit. What was it? What He's a pedophile. Was it? A ped- oh, is that really him? Yeah, he was also the he was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day yeah. Off. He was the, the dad in Beetlejuice. He was in a movie called uh, like Mom and Dad Save the World. He was in a bunch of stuff back then. Had a really big Jeffrey career. Jones. Yeah, a, you're right. You're right. Solicited a 14 year old boy for sex. Yeah, that doesn't that's yeah. Not look. Wow, I mean, you did a couple years in jail, I think, and then when it came out, Hollywood was like, "Yeah, we don't really want to make movies with you anymore." I mean, he was always kind of a a weird character actor, anyway. Uh, apparently, he has gotten some work since then. I remember looking him up, but yeah, he's he was still around last I looked up. But uh, no one's going to touch that guy. I mean, no. hopefully they don't. That's mm, that's yeah. just gross and weird. But yeah, everyone else is still alive. The mom, she's ancient, but she's still around. Uh, maybe not the fat guy that played Otho. You know, Catherine who knows? Hera, yeah, she was just in... Yeah, uh, Catherine Harris. She's old, but she's still around. Shit's Creek. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could, they could do... I don't know if Alec Baldwin will come back. But uh, I think Winona Ryder oh, and Michael Keatoner. I don't know, he's going to jail right now for shooting a guy? I ruled I, accidental. It wasn't, you know... That, definitely not his fault it was the prop guy's fault but you know i don't know i i I thought so too but then like i don't know some weird stuff came out after that where he had tried to defend himself and he didn't think he had to but uh yeah well he was getting a lot of flack via the internet i'm sure and getting a lot of messages and stuff i mean i kind of feel for the guy you know this isn't like it's that's not a something that hasn't happened before that's how brandon lee died and you know it's Numerous other lesser actors have been shot or whatever because of, you know, the prop guy doing something wrong. And uh, that, that was the case here. He thought he was firing blanks, and it just was not. So mm-hmm. terrible. there you go. Uh, terrible. Yeah. Terrible tragedy. And, you know, I'm sure it fucked him up. And, fucked you know, not that Alec Baldwin is the greatest guy. He's kind of a piece of shit, but he's a great fucking actor. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and basically anything Michael Keaton does, I can't think of yeah, a single next, movie. The next uh, Flash movie is supposed to have uh, him coming back as Batman, which 
Yeah. They could be just printing money. Can you imagine, like, all the, the new uh, DC fans are going to combine with the old DC fans and just... He would have to be, like, the old Batman, mm-hmm. kind of like in, what was that cartoon? Batman the... Beyond. That's what... That's yeah, going to yeah. happen, man. That is going to happen. It's gonna Speaking be... of Batman, the... The guy that voiced Batman on all the Batman comics, uh, he came out as gay over the weekend. Hmm, good for him. Kevin Conroy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met him at Comic-Con a few times. Yeah, fine. Uh, like, he's in his, like, mid-60s or something, and yeah. he finally came out as gay. Felt like, you know, before that it would have hurt his career. Um, Batman which can't be it, gay. That's sad that it would, but, you know, Batman can't be gay. Well, a different Pretty world back then, man. Today. In the nineties and two thousands, it could have, but uh, no, not not to, not in today's like. Thank God. So, uh, I, I heard a good Batman joke today. Actually, why does uh, Batman wear dark colors? Because he doesn't want to get shot. Why does Robin wear bright colors? Because oh, Batman doesn't want to get shot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I have heard that, and that's hilarious. <laughs> I saw that newest Batman movie with Robert Patter- uh, Pattinson. 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 Yeah, that was really good. Have you seen that? I haven't yet. No, all I'm hearing is waste Batman memes and stuff. You know, which like Robert Pattinson is an excellent actor. Uh, Twilight aside, um, everything I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed him in. So, like, I have hope, you know, whereas I, I had none for Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is one of the worst actors to ever come out of anything. No. If he wasn't friends with Matt Damon, I don't think he'd ever made it. The cool um, thing with, with Ben Affleck's Batman is, like, that is, like, I've read all the comics of Batman, and that is the Batman that went through all of those comics. So you kind of get, you kind of like, I like him for that, where I'm like, okay, this is, I read Hush, and I, this is, like, there's been Easter eggs and different things. You could just tell, like, this is him. Now, Robert Pattinson's Batman is, like, the guy actually in the middle of all that stuff. Like, if you watch the Batman, like, every comic I've read, like, they put something in this movie about it. Like, they link all those comics in there. They Easter egg all of them. So, and he's also, he wears the suit, like, 95% of the time. So you don't see Bruce Wayne. You don't see Robert. If you don't like Robert Pattinson, it doesn't matter. He is Batman the entire movie. He has the cap and cowl on all the time. So you, you forget even who it is. Uh, I don't care. I don't like him or hate him. I mean, I've never, I, I haven't seen Twilight. I haven't seen any of that stuff. So I didn't really care. People were don't don't you know, watch Twilight. They're terrible. <laughs> People were hating on him, but I was like, bah, give him a shot. Let's see what happens. And I loved it. I think it's one of the it, they bring out Batman the detective, you know, more so than anything. And that's one we really well, haven't probably, seen much. And it, 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 it was originally Detective Comics. That's, yeah, you know exactly. And I just so, hope they continue with that. They kind of I don't know where they're gonna go with. The sequel, which are, of course, there's going to be a sequel and a trilogy. And, oh, yeah, yeah. But I hope they keep the detective part. If they lose that and they try and make him the action hero or anything like that, then they've, well, they kind of lost it. But mm, fantastic well, movie. Go see I it. Per- I personally thought Affleck was the worst Batman outside of maybe Clooney. Um, yeah, he was terrible. Kilmer was—he was like okay too, but I—I I, I, I liked Kilmer for the look, but his, the writing staff killed Kilmer, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with um, that. Uh, I'll, I and that having Robin in it sorry, then was yeah. also just a Chris, Chris O'Connell as Robin. Like that should—they should never have gone down that path. 
Yeah, I liked Chris O'Connell to an extent, but the, it was too campy. You know, they were going back to like more of the 60s, mm-hmm. uh, holy hygiene Batman kind of bullshit. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, the overly colorful villains and stuff, and it was not at all dark. You know, it just felt like a kid's movie, you know. But Agreed. His, his whatever was, Keaton's Batman was similar. It had that, you know, that darker edge to it that, um, what's his name was able to bring to that i can't even think of Richard tim burton Bale? oh tim oh, yes 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 tim burton, tim burton would bring to all his films the first two and oh, then, yeah that was good i liked all those oh yeah 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 but but i, I affleck is so bad and things i just saw that movie not the green knight but the uh the last duel with him and matt damon in it and ben affleck plays the uh the king of France or something. And he's got like bleach blonde hair with a bleach blonde goatee. It's supposed to be France. And he's speaking with a Boston accent, you know, Matt Damon and, uh, just stop right there. Yeah. Matt Damon. And what's his name? Uh, dryer from, uh, star Wars. I can Kylo Ren. Adam Driver, yes, Driver, Adam Driver, yes, yes. Um, they were fantastic. Yeah, I, I like their Adam acting Driver was impeccable. They were both incredible. But every time Ben Affleck came on the screen, he's just like, "Hey, oh, you know, you know." I just I can do a Boston accent, but you know, he's just fucking Ben Affleck, and I just could not stand him. Like I got lost with Matt Damon, and I'm buying the character that he's like this kind of a prick from the you know 14th century. Uh-huh. It's, you know, kind of an asshole, uh, land over, no landowner, nobleman kind of thing, whatever. But I could not for a second buy Ben Affleck in that role. I was like, why did you remotely? And, and the only reason could that I could think of was Matt Damon had to pull a string or two. I don't know how the man is still getting work. I've only <laughs> seen him in two good films, and that was Good Will Hunting, where he played a you know an idiot from boston supporting of a supporter i mean he was yeah yeah and he played himself he was a moron from boston (laughs) yeah it's like he can play that and then the town i think is is what it's called where he plays a criminal from boston and it's like unless he's playing a jackass from boston i don't want to see a movie with fucking ben affleck and he's gonna ruin it (laughs) all right touche Although, hate that motherfucker. But yeah, I didn't the Belfer Batman. The, the, yes, net. I don't know. I, um, I gotta finish it. It's it's. I is it worth it? I mean, nah. I would say I mean, nah. How much? How much would, would this this game cost? If you don't mind me I think I paid thirty bucks for each copy, which mm-hmm. you know, not too bad. No, um, I wouldn't go near it if I were. <laughs> yeah, it's it. not. It was painted to me in another podcast. Um, Retro Warriors mm. as being a very good Zelda-like game that both the guys on that podcast enjoyed, and now I don't trust anything they say because it's a very decent it's like a decent to good Game Boy game. It's, is it playable? Sure. If you're absolutely hankering for this sort of game and you just have to play it on the original Game Boy it's worth getting. I now know why it was kind of hard for me to find a copy. I only found one guy that actually made these. And usually these translated repro carts are everywhere. You can get Mother 3 from a thousand different vendors. 
but this is the only guy I found that made uh, the frog or the bell for whom the frog tolls. So, you know, if it sounds interesting to you, it, it is, but in this, like, in the way that, like, if I had played this when I was eight, you know, nine years old, whatever, I would have loved it. I would have thought it was not as good as, say, Link's Awakening or something, obviously, but I would have thought it was one of the better Game Boy games. But hmm. there's not a lot of amazing Game Boy games. Yeah, I mean, this game would have definitely chewed up a lot of my time and that's kind of what i was that's kind of what gravitated me toward role-playing games is you know Mm -hmm. my love for like mostly medieval time stuff which many most uh role-playing games kind of are centered around that area or at least that weaponry and then just games that lasted a long time i didn't feel like i would be entertained much with fighting games or you know any platformers or racing games so i went to these guys which Yeah, exactly. And I think most of our listeners are the same way. It was either you were looking for a game that you could play for a lot longer than the, you know, two, three hours you're going to get out of your average platformer. Um, But, or you were looking for an actual story, which was me. I was the kid that like ate up all, even if the story was crap. I was reading every bit of it and talking Mm -hmm. to every villager and stuff. And, you know, I loved all that stuff. And still do, you know, um, if there's no story in a game whatsoever, or if your protagonist is, um, like completely silent, that drives me crazy nowadays. Back then it didn't, but that's something I'm just like, come on, this guy would be saying something, you know, but anyway, um, and you know, the main character of this game does have a personality and he does say things and they're, you know, events that happen and stuff where you talk to people and the story does unfold. It's not a very good story. It's a very predictable story. Yeah. Um, but it's there. And for Game Boy, you could do a lot damn worse. Yes. So it's kind of like a, a side thumb, which we haven't gotten one of these in a long time. I think the last time that I said something was shit was Final Fantasy VIII. I, I stand behind that statement. Uh, <laughs> I still think it's just like bottom of the barrel RPG. Um, I don't care what you say. Spokes, AKA Jeff Edmonds. <laughs> He's like the staunchest defender of that fucking game. And I just don't get it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of others too. Uh, uh, what's his name? Skilks or whatever. I can't pronounce it. Alex. He, he loves final fantasy eight. And there's a couple other guys in discord that are uh, pretty big on it too. And, then there's people like me and Heracom and Nick. And we're all like, no, this game is that actual shit. C-Tan loves Final Fantasy VIII. It's like this whole big war. If you want to join the war about whether or not Final Fantasy VIII is good, come to Discord <laughs> and, and post what you think about it. I'm curious to know, if, was that like their first Final Fantasy that they like really played through? Is that why they are, you know, so nostalgic? No, I know Spokes, his favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Um, which he could do worse. I feel like Final Fantasy VII is completely overrated. I put it right in the middle of the Final Fantasies. Like, it's good. Oh. Its story is a little convoluted. Its mechanics are really great. Its graphics are really bad. You mean three, six? Six is right at the top, six. along with five and four. Those are probably yeah, the, the best ones. Are you um, saying like the best game or your favorite? 
Well, it's the same thing to me. Same thing. To, okay, uh, see, mine, I would flip-flop four and six. My favorite is four. I think the best one is six. Hmm. That's how I would do But it's it's neck and neck. Yeah, my favorite is four nostalgically. Exactly. But the, the, but the best of those is six. Mm-hmm. It, it is a bit overrated as well. I don't think it's as overrated as some of the biggest naysayers say it is. Um, it does have problems. I think, but there have been some fixes to six, you know, that have come out. I don't know, the Game Boy Advanced or whatever. The ones that have, like, com- you know, fixed all those. Yeah, I want to say the Game Boy Advance is the best port. They recently put out a, I think it's called a Pixel Perfect version or something for the PC. Yeah, and, for iOS, yeah. Yeah, and apparently it's not very good. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I was... I was like, oh, cool, I'll buy these, and I looked into it, and I, I have other versions on my phone, and I think those are just the same, if not better, I don't... Better, I don't yeah, the sprites it. on the new one doesn't look as good, apparently there's all kinds of, like, yeah. game-breaking glitches, etc., so... I don't know why you'd go that route. We're just, at games. this point... We want remakes, not, like... Yeah, retooling. they're just milking their old titles for everything they're yeah. worth because they can't think of anything it's, new. It's all the bugs. Reason. There's something with like Final Fantasy VI where like magic defense actually meant nothing or something like that. Yeah, Final well. Fantasy IV, like your flame sword actually like did more damage to fire enemies than like your ice sword or vice versa or something like that. But all those yeah. are fixed in you know subsequent versions and if you find the good version, like that's great, but... Yeah, I think we're ready for like a you know Final Fantasy VII remake for Final Fantasy VI. I know. Well, I'm just ready for a brand new fucking title. Well, are like, you gonna play that Origins one? Like that one looked. That's supposed to be like it's before fine. Episode One, uh, Episode One, before uh, Final Fantasy One, and how Garland. I don't know. I got all excited about like the, the description, then I saw the game, and I was like, eh. oh, I don't know if I want to go through all that. No, I I just want them to create a new IP, Square Enix, one that doesn't suck balls. Actually, find someone that writes decent story. Don't make all the characters look like fucking anime waifu waif bitches. Yeah. I just I'm so tired of like looking at guys on a Final Fantasy game that have arms, you know, thick around as a toothpick, carrying a sword that's fucking eight feet long. It, it makes no sense. It looks so dumb. Bring it back to like where it was originally with your chonky knights and you know your ninjas and wizards and all this you know cool shit, man. I agree. You know, don't make the problem is they they want to make everybody do everything. Yeah. To me, you know, and it I don't know, and then just I, they got too many problems. I can't even listen. That'd be a whole podcast <laughs> about why Square Enix is bad now. It's like I was saying in Discord the other day, man. It's like. Now when I see something is labeled Square Enix, if I was on the fence about buying something, like let's say I find a game at a thrift store or something and I'm looking at the back cover and I go, hey, this looks kind of cool. If I see it says Square Enix, I put it back. (laughs) Oh, no. It's true. Um, Used to, if I saw that, that was a stamp of like, oh, my God, Square Enix made this, you know, and I still feel that way about like, say, Capcom to this day or Naughty Dog or something like that. Square Enix, now I'm just like, this is going to be shit. It's, you know, yeah. they haven't come out with anything truly amazing in damn near 20 years. You know, like the new Tomb Raider that they did was all right. I like the direction they did that. Um, 
everything else they've done, I've been has been decent to bad. So and some of these things, I mean, it's just me, maybe, but you know, I don't have the kind of time to put 40, 50, 60 hours. Yeah. So, like, that chrono trigger of like, you know, 17 to 20 hour game, that's like, just it. Bring it back to that, man. Let's, let's do some, a couple of those, like, you know, it seems so easy. And you'd think with the success of games like Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. that Square Enix would go, maybe we should make, you know, more shit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, simpler easier shorter games I, it's just criminal that chrono trigger they just let that series just fizzle out like well, i mean hit a grand slam at the final they, um, super nintendo and they just and that's it they put out another one called radical dreamers on the satellaview in japan that was more of a choose your own adventure that uh, you played as the characters from the original chrono trigger mm-hmm. it's not a very good game but it is technically the sequel to Chrono Trigger. And then they put out Chrono Cross for the uh, the PlayStation, which I believe is the game that you wanted to choose for our next Is It Worth It? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> now, it is an incredible game. Um, it's a little long. Uh, graphically, the original one was a little rough. Um, in order to get the all the characters, I think you had to play through three times, and if you wanted to get the one character to have two of the whatever master sword it is. I can't remember what that's called because you can actually get like this super badass sword for one of the characters. I uh, can't remember his name, but if you go through new game plus again with that character and do the sword quest again for that character, he'll have one in each hand, which mm-hmm. is kind of nifty, which I did. <laughs> I played through Chrono Cross, I want to say, three times before I was like, I can't possibly play, play through the fourth. The story is all over the damn place. Half the time you don't know what's going on. Think Final Fantasy VII, but on crack. Um, yeah, I started playing it, and I was like, I felt like I just got dropped off in the middle of the game. And I just started, and I was like, I don't know what, like any of this, how this mechanics, any of these things work. And I was just fumbling yeah, through. mechanics when it comes to the colors of enemies. Yeah, and uh, you like the colors of them. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I. That's why when I started, I was like, I need to rethink if I want to do this or not because <laughs> this seems this seems like a lot, and I don't know. It is a lot. So yes. if you don't want to choose that, fine. We can choose something else. Yeah. I did try and play um, Tormented Souls, the game you sent me. Yeah. I was really digging it, and it has a real sudden, just like it gets hard out of nowhere, like so hard. That's scary. And I was like, I, I died and I hadn't saved because it does the thing the original Resident Evil does where you have a set amount of uh, typewriter riddens, and I assumed it would be easy enough that I could save them for a while. Mm-hmm. No, apparently you need to just use those when you get them on your first playthrough because I lost about an hour and I haven't gone back to it. Oh. Um, but fantastic. I was really liking the uh, the aesthetic of the game and stuff. Um, real cool, real cool game. But um, So, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I, where was I going to go after that? I, I just happened to look at that and thought of it because I've, I've got it still out. I haven't been playing anything else. There's a lot of games that I, you know, I'm like, oh, I should play this sometime. I actually played um, Pierce Alar for the RPG show. Um, whatever you do, don't buy Pierce Alar. And if it's given to you, just burn it. <laughs> <We'll do> it. <laughs> 
It is one of the worst RPGs I've ever played in my life. I put about, I want to say, eight hours into that stupid thing. <clears throat> I don't think it's a coincidence that we were playing Pierce Lar and my dad died and Nick's girlfriend left him. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure oh, God, it caused no. a lot of the world's problems. No. Um, yeah, I think it started the war in the Ukraine. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's what killed Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> it was my favorite living comic after Norm MacDonald died. Yeah, seriously. Um, wow, so, this is all you. I I really, really hate Pierce Law. I'm, I'm hoping to join them on an episode uh-huh. um, just to uh, talk shit about the game. Um it is really horrifically bad. Uh, it's got some of the worst dungeon design, some of the worst music. Uh, graphically, it looks okay, what but that's only. Really because, feel, please. Yeah, it's graphically it's okay, but only because they overhauled the graphics. Um, the original Genesis version, which if you don't know the story of Pure Solar, it's this company Watermelon. They came out in the like mid two thousands. Said they were going to be making a brand new Genesis RPG, and uh, please pre order it. This is a time before we had things like Kickstarter. Okay, okay. and I pre ordered it, and then two two and a half years go by, and they still didn't seem like they were anywhere close to making it. So I asked for my money back, and then when it finally did come out, like two years after that. I was disappointed because I, I thought that it probably wasn't ever going to come out kind of thing, but it did. And, uh, immediately copies were selling for like 150, $200 on eBay. Um, I wasn't going to pay that much for it. And then I was constantly like, Oh man, I felt bad about not buying it. Uh, had I bought this at the time and played it, I would have immediately sold it. And I don't sell anything. <laughs> how, do you, how do you spell this? How do you spell Pierce? It's, a, it's Pierre, P-I-E-R, and then Solar, like S-O-L-A-R, I believe. Solar, okay, got it. I've never heard yeah. of this. I need to... Pierce Solar with something <laughs> in the Grand Architects. Uh, it yeah. relatively good reviews, which is, I, I, I can it, only yeah. imagine... It is because for a number of years, unless you had a Genesis copy of this game or emulated it, there was no way to play it. And the Genesis copies were incredibly rare. So it has that same effect that, say, the aforementioned Albert Odyssey or Panzer Dragoon Saga or whatever might have in that these people that own them, they're like, oh, man, you should totally play this baller-ass RPG. It's so fucking good. Oh, but you can't <laughs> afford it. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only reason I can imagine that someone would be like, oh, this is a great game. Because it is not. It is fucking dog shit. Um, the story is really bad. It wants to be lunar. Mm-hmm. All the characters are like joking around with each other and stuff, you know, as you're playing. But it's written by someone who English is not their first language. Mm-hmm. Um, the just every I don't know. We'll get into it on the RPG show if you want to hear more. It to. sounds like none of the other guys like it either. C Tan and me are for once like that'd be travis we we are on the same page we both feel it's like a one out of fucking ten there's almost nothing redeeming about it cujo and nick feel like it's a little better than that i think they both said it's at least a two um 
It is really bad. Uh, you can get it on PlayStation Network right now for about 15 bucks, which is where I picked it up finally. Well, you're saying it so well. Maybe I will. Yeah, I was excited to play it because it had been 10 years, and I was like, oh, I've got an excuse to actually buy, you know, for the you know, uh, PlayStation here. It came out on Dreamcast a few years after the Genesis, and then they released it on, uh, you know, all the online services. Yeah, man, I don't, I, I, I don't know what what the hell they were thinking. What anyone is thinking when it comes to, hey, this is actually pretty good. You know, it's just one of those things, man. It's like it's not even so bad. It's good. You know, it's not like an RPG that is like the troll two of RPGs or something. It's just bad. <laughs> it's hard to play. All the magic in it is stupid as fuck. Like the main character's main attack spell is literally called Avocado Blast, where he summons a giant avocado that explodes. You can't make garbage like that up. That is oh cool. So different. <laughs> it's just dumb. Uh, Everything about the game is dumb. Um, it has a gather system akin to Final Fantasy VIII, uh, sort of, where you have to like gather your power. You can spend a it's turn base. You can spend a turn gathering power, and then your hits will be more powerful on your next attack. And certain spells are locked behind this gather mechanic, where you'll have to skip an entire turn in order to be able to cast the spell. Um, you can do this up to five times. And then it'll drop down to four after your next attack, so on. Um, yeah, it's just it's bad. It's boring. The the battles are incredibly long. Um, you don't really have to grind at all. Travis got like 10, 12 hours in because you can, on the PlayStation version, you can turn off the battles. Mm -hmm. And he just didn't battle random battles because he hated it so much. And he just fought the bosses and he was still beating them. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's beautiful. Just, it's just dumb. Yeah, it's just a dumb, <laughs> dumb game All with right. dumb, dumb music, and it's for dumb, dumbs. I hate it. I hate it so much. Wow. <laughs> okay, hate is a strong word, but That's I really bad. dislike this game. I really dislike it. Like I dislike this. Like I found out it fingered my sister or something. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I want to beat it up physically. Yeah. I, Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. you got any? Uh, if you don't want to play Chrono Cross, you got any other ideas? I have no other ideas, man. I'm. Uh, you don't have a Switch, right? No, I don't. Uh, I, okay, well, unfortunately, PS4. Um, I'm trying to find something that the boys might want to play. We can all play together. I mean, are you, what, what kind of game are you wanting to play? You want to play an RPG? Yeah, huh? huh? You want to play? It's something that's like 10 to 20 hours or something like that. Kind of a little shorter. Maybe a little action. Maybe the boys. A little are... action. Yeah. Is there, is there an action RPG that... Uh... For the PS4? Oh, man. This makes good radio. Sorry, everyone uh, listening. Uh, yeah, I'm literally getting down on all fours because all my PS4 games are at the bottom of this uh, well, we shelf here. Wonders from Yeast 3. Is that still a game? Is that a game? Yeah. That's, 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 part, that's part eight I'm looking at. It's not a whole lot to talk about with that game, though. Yeah. Um, I've got, well, I've got Neverwinter Nights here. I've never played. Apparently, I have that on PlayStation 4. Um, I got, oh, Dragon Quest XI. I've been needing to play for a while, but that thing is 
going to be long, long. I'd like to talk to someone that's played the Dragon Quest and the Final Fantasies and like see. Dragon Quest is better. Dragon Quest is gone. I mean, I, I think Final Fantasy was better, and then I think now they're kind of yeah. And Dragon Quest is more consistent. Uh, they're just better overall. Like if I if I had to say a single game, like I would probably choose a Final Fantasy game over any Dragon Quest game. Although Dragon Quest Five is fucking fantastic. We did the show over it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, man. I got I got three dot heroes. I've been meaning to play, but that's like a hundred dollar game now. So. Yeah, man, I don't know. Let me <laughs> no... a day, and we'll pump it out. I'll let you know. Well, let's... Unless you can think of something that's... I may end up having to cut a bunch of stuff, because I'm... <laughs> it seems like we've, we've done this a hundred times before, where uh, we, we just can't decide. We should get, like, a wheel that uh, we spin, and... You know, it, it falls on uh, something. We never did. Remember when we promised like five years ago that we were going to do like 12 different games that everyone had voted on? Yeah. We never we never did do Shadow Hearts. That was the only one I think that we didn't do from those 12. Okay, um, so we always... Shadow Hearts? PlayStation 2. Shadow Hearts. Um, can we buy it for anything else at this time? Can, it, can you buy it for the PS2? I don't think so, man. I got to dust off my PS2 to play Shadow Hearts. <laughs> it doesn't look that bad. What is it? It's kind of... It, it's very Final Fantasy, and it takes place in the 1920s. It's horror-related. It's actually fucking incredible. That yeah, um, we could do uh, the original Lunar. I wouldn't mind doing. Um, so the original Lunar. Okay. Let, let, yeah, that's fine. We'll do the original Lunar. I may even play it on the Sega CD. I don't know. I'll decide uh, which version. I've been meaning to go you back. You can play any version. I don't that'll care. Me, that'll give me the excuse to finally go back and go through that. Because I think I'm actually, I have a save file now near the end. So that'll, let's do it. The original Lunar. That's okay. great. That, that's, that makes yeah. me excited. All right. Yeah. You play any version you want. I may, I may just play the, the first version. That's my favorite version, but I might go back and play. I've got all four versions. So I might go back and play one of those other ones too. Maybe I'll Perfect. knock out the PSP one. This is exciting. Cool, cool. So uh, coming up, we've got Lunar and uh, all the normal stuff. Listen to our friends over at the uh, RPG show. You know, they're still kicking out episodes and stuff. I should be joining them on a Pure Solar episode pretty yeah. soon. And uh, if you like hearing uh, people vent about how much they hate a video game, uh, you're going to love that episode because it is a pile of steaming dog feces. And uh, I'm not going to hold back at all. I, yeah, I dislike that game a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check them out. Uh, check out, you know, Mike. He's, Mike King, he's still doing his thing over there at the, uh, the Graveyard Shift. Uh, they just did a bunch of episodes over the Leprechaun. So, you know, check that out. And, uh, you know, we used to shout out like a hundred other people, and I can't remember the half of them now, which is probably good. Yes, I, I imagine half those podcasts. Oh. Yeah, like Terra Lightning, they haven't even been a thing in like, what, five, six years, probably. Yeah. Check out Plotty Time. They are one of my all-time favorite uh, podcasts at this point. If you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, it's just P-L-O-T-T-Y-T-I-M-E, Plotty Time. And it's uh, these three guys, and they discuss uh, the plot of a video game. They actually just watch all the plot points of a video game and then say whether or not they want to play that game based on the plot. 
and they are freaking hilarious. Um, just the banter, they've been lifelong friends and you can tell, and they're, they're really funny guys. So, you know, they, uh, you know, they don't have a whole lot of listeners actually. Like I'm a part of their fan club quotations. Uh, they've got, you know, only like 30 people on their Reddit or whatever like that. So, uh, any new listeners would be greatly appreciated. Be sure to tell them that Blaine J sent you. Not that you'll get anything for it, but, uh, I just want them to know that I'm, you know, I'm uh, rooting for them. So check those guys out. And other than that, uh, collector's quest is a great, if you're an actual collector of video games and you're here for, you know, me talking about stuff I collect, the guys at the collector's quest, make my collection look like what you know you had as a eight-year-old boy in a shoebox um you know i've got three thousand plus games those guys like half of them they're to the point where they have you know complete sets of virtually every system you can think of and at this point they've moved on to you know they're buying like pieces of the original building and original artwork and all i mean it is crazy the stuff these guys buy like one of things like oh yeah i've got the sketch for the original ninja gaiden and you're just like yeah cool man (laughs) (laughs) that's neat or i just what you know the one dude he's like yeah i found a, a lot of these um uh, prototype games and i ended up with a final fantasy that's actually a different version than the one they released and it's got additional this and that it's like you motherfucker mm-hmm. and he dumped it for free oh, wow. because these guys are apparently made of money mm-hmm. um they they would say they are not but then when you hear them talking they're like yeah i only spent six hundred dollars last month on video games you're like yeah six hundred dollars bro <laughs> come on i can't even afford a switch <laughs> dropping six hundred dollars on some game you're talking trash about but they're great to listen to they're funny i've been supporting them for a number of years so I might as well shout them out here as well um yeah that's about it uh you can write us as our friend kyle parker did over at facebook uh, amazing that someone did it's been literal years i think it's like his message and then the one before that was like way back in the day from when we used to give out prizes mm-hmm. uh someone wrote me asking uh, about uh you know where i needed to send it or something <laughs> i was like okay cool uh so yeah, it's been a long time since anyone's uh, gotten to say, and then obviously get with us on the discord because we're in there every day, uh, chatting it up and just having a great time. So check that out. Then you can find that at the RPG show.com. I believe, um, they have a link to, uh, you know, and if you can't find it through the, the RPG show.com, cause that might be the wig place. I can't remember. Um, just look up as a Google search, the RPG show podcast, and that, that should be the top hit. And, uh, yeah, they've got a link for the discord there. Join us. I'm there all the time. James is there occasionally. Um, a lot of other people, you know, and like I said, we talk all the time in there. So anyway, so coming up, we've got the original lunar and until next time, what can they do? James, keep it retro and we'll see you next time. See you later. All right, James. Surprisingly decent show, considering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had nothing to say about the frog from the bell Yeah, We had enough there. I think that was good. And it was, it's a game. It's, I knew it was going to be hard to talk about a Game Boy game. Uh-huh. Um, but then, like I said, I, I kind of cut short my playtime on it. And so I was like, I really don't know. But 
I don't think even if I had played it all the way through that I would have had a lot more to say about it. We could have went into the minutia of like, oh, this was released in blah, 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 blah by the manufacturer list. And, you know, but who wants to hear that kind of crap? I think um, I would have gotten angrier and angrier and angrier. So I would have been like just more bitter about the game because I'd have been just like grinding trying to figure out. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck you, Blaine. This took 10 hours of my life. Well, that's why a long time ago, like, you know, a lot of a lot of these type of podcasts, they actually try and beat the game, you know, watch out for fireballs. I've been listening to them for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that's like their whole stick is they always play through the entire of the game. And yeah, I'm not I'm just not going to do that, man. You know, if I'm not feeling a game like I'll put in another couple hours, you know, to try and push through that feeling. But if it don't fix by then, I'm just I'm out. I'm not going to waste time. And I don't expect you to either. Life is too important. Family's too important. You know, time is too important. I'm not going to waste my time doing something I'm hating. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, turn it on some Pornhub or something. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna do that now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do that now myself. <laughs> All right, man. I better get rolling. All right, man. Yeah, just uh, I guess send that to the Gmail or whatever. I'll, I'll try and find it. I always have a trouble. <laughs> Like, I always forget how to do it, but I always figure it out. Right. I've got a my, new uh, computer now. Oh, good. Did you get my StarCraft but, one uh, last month? I didn't, but now that I know it's there, I'll look for it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you can throw that one on this, or wait till the next month. It doesn't matter. I have another one coming out soon. So. Cool, cool. Yeah, we can, we can put it on this one, no problem. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, my wife, I should say, spent bought me a new computer and it's a Chromebook and it's like not compatible with 90% of the programs that I need to edit and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm like, Hey, I got this new computer that I can't really do anything with. Yeah. So Lame-o. all right, man, Still running off the old lag box. Yeah. Get some sleep, man. I'll see you later on. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. There's so many songs about rainbows And what's on the other side Rainbows are visions But only illusions And rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told And some choose to believe it I know they're wrong, wait and see Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers, and me Who said that every wish would be heard and answered on the morning star Somebody thought of that And someone believed it Look what it's done so far What's so amazing That keeps us stargazing And what do we think we might see Day will find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, 
the dreamers and me. All of us under its spell, we know that it's probably magic. Have you been half asleep and have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors? The voice might be one and the same. I've heard it too many times to ignore it. It's something that I'm supposed to be. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Hey everybody, guess what? I'm back. Welcome back to the Extra Life Podcast. Been a while. Things have, you know, been crazy in the world, as you know, so it's just been tough to find time to do this. Finally, things are getting back to normal. Everyone's getting back to work. My kiddos are getting into, you know, daycare or or preschool and whatnot, so I'm finally back to having some time to myself to work on me again. And here we go. Today we're talking about StarCraft. In 1998, March 1998, Blizzard released StarCraft. Commander, standing by. Jacked up and good to go. Give me something to shoot. Go, go, go. And this was a phenomenon for many people. This was an absurd session of mine. I mean, I was saving every nickel and dime and dollar I had because I needed to buy a computer. This time, my mom, she bought Apple computers. And I thought back then that was just the dumbest thing ever because none of the cool video games were for Apple computers. It seems like nowadays it's almost the exact opposite. Now everyone wants an Apple. Apple's just the best. But back then, Man, Apple, yeah, they were great machines, but there just wasn't that software backing them up. And StarCraft was for the PC. So I had neighbors, and that's where I played StarCraft. Uh, StarCraft, if you don't know, I mean, it's it's a sequel, not a sequel, but it's just like Warcraft. Warcraft was also produced by Blizzard. Uh, and or Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer is the similar style of gaming. Your real real-time RPG. That one's set more in the futuristic world, as is StarCraft. In StarCraft, you have a choice between three races: Terran, Protoss, and Zerg. Terran being the humans, Protoss being the more like intellectual um, Alien, and then you have Zerg being the like insectoid or an arachnid alien, similar to kind of uh, Starship Troopers, where you have your Marines on one side, and then you have your um, 
your alien on the other side. If Starship Troopers ever introduced a third race, the Protoss, it'd be kind of cool, actually, but uh, they, it's a, whole, a whole different genre, a whole different, you know, company, so that never happened. Uh, but, yeah, that was, I mean, this is another thing. I, I want to put together a, a survey one day that kind of like, who do you choose between these three races, or what do you choose between which three Pokemon, or I don't know. I'm going to do this one day. I'm gonna, it's going to be a whole, like, personality quiz, and you're going to take it, and see what type of person you are but yeah back then it's like you pick Terran, Protoss, or Zerg and I was a big Terran person I loved I don't know the machines of the Terrans and the tanks and the marines I thought that was so cool my neighbors next door to me they were big Protoss fans they loved for whatever reason the Protoss race and then lastly I had a, another friend up the street he was big into the Zerg and you know Zerg the Zerg rush um and you know whatever uh, it was different from Warcraft. Warcraft, there were the two races, the human and orcs, and they kind of both had all the same characters. You know, you had your foot soldier as a human, you had your foot soldier and orc, you had your ranged, you know, I think, um, oh, what did they use in Warcraft 2? They used, like, the, the, the elf bowsman or archer, and then the orcs had their, like, hammer thrower, so they were very step-by-step step the same. I think if you really looked at them, there might have been some difference in, like, strength and speed. But basically, you know, the orc had their character. The human had their exact character. There was really no difference. Now, with StarCraft, it wasn't like that. You know, you had your, your lower-level units, but they were all a little different. You know, your, your first unit you're able to create as Terran is your Marine, and he is, you know, moderate health. He's got a long-range weapon uh, that does pretty decent damage. He can hit um, flying creatures, so pretty versatile. You got your Protoss, your Zealot, uh, much stronger, much more expensive, but uh, when he and when he hits, takes off a lot more damage. But you know, takes longer to get, uh, and I think it even takes like um, instead of one. Um, Population, I think the Zerg takes two. Or not the Zerg, excuse me, the Zealot takes two. And then you have your Zerg, who, you know, they're much faster. They're, you can produce them much quicker. I think they're even a little cheaper. But uh, they're not as strong. So it's like, even then, they're like, they're all, all even the first unit, they're all three a little different. Um, and there are much more, a bigger variety of different uh, units you can have for each of the three races. And when you get into the, you know, tournament style and, you know, the elite players, you start to really see how it kind of becomes your paper, rock, scissors. Like, okay, if this guy's going these types of creatures, that are going all machines, I need to counter that with this. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been actually watching a lot of a guy named Artosis uh, play. He plays Terran specifically, generally. And it's in, it's very interesting I uh, to see like well, how the elite player plays with both like resource management and you know just really just the ability to control your units. I remember when I was playing this, you know, way back when I was through BattleNet. Everyone remember BattleNet? You know, you'd sign on. I still have all the sounds. I, I went through it the other day and I was playing a little bit. And gosh, just the. The sounds and the sound effects of just Battle.net warming up and coming in and out, it just still like resonates in my mind. But I remember like searching for games to play. Newbies, 3v3, 
you know, seven verse one, comp stomp, and, you know, no rush, and hunters, and it's just uh, all those, all those vocabulary words just like rushed into my head when I was, when I was going through and playing, it was, it was very nostalgic, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great game, soon after the release of Starcraft, you know, we all were obsessed with it, we, I played it, got every night, I think I was trying. I was at a friend's house playing. Like I said, trying to afford a, a PC to get it. Eventually, my I talked my mom into buying a PC, and we. That was the first thing I did was go and buy um, StarCraft and Diablo. But I, soon after its release, they released the the expansion pack, Brood War. You know, and like you know, DLCs are so common today to add things to video games. Back then, you know, we had to wait months or years to get more added to the story or additional characters, which is what Brood War provided, was a little more story uh, for single player, and then I believe each race got two additional units, which, you know, definitely changed the game for us and provided so much more gameplay. I, I was so mad that StarCraft II, God, would just take years to come out. I mean, I think it was close to 20 years before we got a StarCraft II uh, to date this show, Blizzard would ju was just purchased. So we'll see if Microsoft does anything with Blizzard. Maybe, you know, just kicks them in the butt and gets them to produce stuff more. Because most games Blizzard comes out with, you know, are home runs. So hopefully they just need to produce more of them more often. Because, gosh, they, they just do such a great job. Or just more expansion packs. Right? They're throw something at us because they're, they're all just amazing i remember one night uh my friend he had he had both his dad was pretty rich he had a a pc and a laptop and i remember i borrowed that laptop for the night and he and i uh played starcraft i think just all night from like 7 p.m until i don't know 4 or 5 a.m uh he and i were playing and we, I even like rigged some like walkie-talkie because we back then, you know, the internet, which I don't know if it's it's not that way now, but we had to utilized our our telephone lines. We had to like dial in. Uh, I'll try and find the, the sound effect of AOL dialing in if I can for this part. And you know, so we couldn't talk to each other, and we really wanted to like communicate faster with each other. So I remember I rigged some uh, like rudimentary satellite dish on my on my rooftop and I connect I ran this wire down and connected to this walkie-talkie and I believe it actually worked I believe it actually enhanced the signal because he lived about a block and a half away and we he I was able to hear him he was able to hear me it was tough but uh, we actually were able to use that to like communicate back and forth and when we were playing our you know 2v2 or 2v3 comp attack comp meaning computer uh, just just great times uh, since playing, you know, Terran, you know, I have played recently, and I've, I, back then I practiced with Protoss and Zerg, but now it's so, each race is so much fun, and you, you have to learn to play them in their own way. From what I've done, what research I've done with, like, the elite players, the professional StarCraft players, uh, you do, those guys do, like, pick one, and they get really good at one, and there's just so much to, like, actually how you play the game, and, like, manipulate the play the, the the units and those guys really know like how to when to go into siege mode when to come out exactly how long it takes 
how to move up. Oh, the Dragoons are the good one. They can see when the Dragoons begin their attack. This is a Protoss unit. And when they fire, they know exactly when they're able to pull them back after they've shot. It, it's really impressive. When I, when I was playing, you know, I was really into the resource management. So I knew, like, if I had minerals and Vespian gas, like, I was doing something wrong. You gotta just keep producing. But then what I'd do is I'd get all these units and I'd just start sending them at, you know, my opponent's base. I wouldn't take the time to go over to the base and actually, like, command the units as they're infiltrating the base as much. You know, I do it a little bit, but I was more into the resource side of it, which I guess is good. That's half the game, but then you really have to, like, not only manage your, your base and expand to other bases to continue to acquire resources, but you really have to, you know, command your troops and know when and where to attack and how to attack and um, when to pull back and when to thrust forward and just what units to produce, like, knowing... You know, another big thing with the, the professional StarCrafter is just the scouting. Like, I learned so much watching Artosis and how he could just, like, see a base and know exactly what this person wants to produce, uh, even early on. Like, before they actually are showing, like, they're producing a lot of, you know, um, Air Force unit or Air Force, I don't, I, forgive me, I don't know all the names off the top of my head, but, um, like, Starports for Terran, like he knows before they even start producing a lot of starports, like what buildings they would produce first in order to start that. So it was, it was just, it's very enlightening and such a great game. Um, so much nostalgia around that. Uh, I did see this thing about 20 facts about Starcraft uh, that, eh, you know, I think I, I kind of knew a lot of them. Uh, StarCraft originally had hand-drawn visuals for its units, but was replaced with rendered sprites after E3. Uh, Blizzard's developers struggled with Warcraft 2 engine, resulting in the team lead programmer Bob Finch spending two months just redesigning the entire engine, which thank God he did, because what he did is just, just absolutely uh, perfect. StarCraft literally went to space when NASA astronaut Daniel T. Berry took the game disc with him on the Space Shuttle Discovery and the first ever mission to dock with the International Space Station. This game in 2009, StarCraft, was the focus of a University of California Berkeley student-run course on theory and strategy. This one's really interesting. Numerous aliens references can be heard in StarCraft. We're in the pipe, five by five. That's uh, what the uh, transport ship says for the Terrans. Uh, yeah, there were there was a lot of those references scattered throughout from the Aliens franchise, which a lot of the saying, which is really cool, uh, the movie by James Cameron. There are a lot of books that kind of fleshes out the storyline. I have not read any of them, but I do plan uh, to read a lot of them because they yeah, there's some good. I was look I looked at this. Uh, um, website for all of them. There's there's a good twenty or plus books, so something I you know add to my big list of things to do. Well, that's StarCraft. If you haven't played it, you gotta play it. I'm sure you have played it. Uh, part two is awesome. More units. I haven't been following part two as much. I know it's they've released it in three separate parts. I have played the first two. 
Uh, I think my computer finally just kicked out when I was going to buy the third one. I do have a new computer now, but now I just don't have the time. That's all it is. Time and money. Um, okay, well, anyways, hey, I am your good buddy, James. You can reach me at goodbuddyjames at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything at all. And until then, keep it retro. Spawning on Lost Temple. And the map's so in for Terran. Alright, GLHF, let's go. I bought my Protoss. Really do, but those marauders turn toss to goo. I switch to Zerg, yeah, I switch so fast. And I will never, ever, ever be outmatched. Are you a newbie? Squirrel quit playing. Try Mess Reaper, <laughs> go transition. If you're diamond, you're the worst I've ever seen. Just try to move out with your mass marines, and I'll be like, Bailey's, 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 oh, like Bailey's, 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 oh, like Bailey's, 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 oh, like a deadly Greenland mine, mine. Bailey's, 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 oh, like Bailey's, 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 oh. I'd win with whatever Lifting your buildings, yeah, you sure are clever And I wanna keep my cool, but you won't GG You need to leave the game, you need to be less lame Your base in pieces, zero SCVs My links will own you, yeah, I got them on a hotkey You're going down, 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 down I just can't believe no more Marines are around for my Bailey's, 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 oh, like Bailey's, 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 oh, Bailey's, 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 oh, like a deadly dream and mine, mine, Bailey's, 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 oh, like Bailey's, 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 oh, Bailey's, 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 oh, Say I should GG Noob, I'll tell ya what The only thing OP is me I'll lift my buildings up And take them to the islands Do a Destiny Cloud Fist build 30 minutes of the game You don't know where I went Do you even scout? Boy, you don't know what's up Get my bars and my dropship Take them to a base And now I'll blow you up You got no workers now You got no buildings now This is kind of embarrassing Ain't even got no Whatever, man. I'm gonna play some Minesweeper. <laughs>